You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. I can't say it, but hit it, Al. Okay. Get along, little doggy. We Get have along. moved the audience up to the front of the stage, yep. and Steve Scheiman is joining us today. Alan is down south watching the NASCAR event. Yeah, that's a, nice, that's a nice little gig down there in yeah. Florida. I watched a truck race last night, and today where they're having the uh, Infinity Series, and tomorrow it's the NASCAR Championship. So it should be an exciting weekend for people who want to stay inside due to the lousy weather we have outside. It's just... <laughs> It's just gray clouds. That's all it is. We're hardy Canadians, right. born and bred. For We just laugh at the weather. <laughs> That's what my wife says. Anyway, today we have a great show as usual. Terry Schmidt's going to call in, talk about tow truck driver being hit by a fellow who was four times this, the limit for alcohol. There was also somebody who got pulled over this week who, uh, for distracted driving, a yeah. truck driver, yeah. right? And two hours later, same guy gets pulled over. Unbelievable. I already paid my fine. (laughs) (laughs) What else got coming up? And John Carmichael, who is the CEO of OMVIC, which is the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. John is a longtime member of the automotive family, and uh, he actually was involved in developing OMVIC originally, and now he's back home. Hard to find a job, I guess, when you get a little... (laughs) (laughs) So listen, if you have questions about, you know, if you're going to get into buying a car and how to, to not get maxed out so you're in debt... This is a show you need to find out more about, and uh, John, yeah. we'll be talking about that with Omvik. We're going to call that, it's called being in the ditch. It means you owe so much money on your car, you're never going to get out. So we'll talk about that right after these quick messages. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, if you want to call in, listen for the number. We're glad to take your calls and answer your mechanical questions. And you questions. can also listen to us on the web yep. at davescornergarage.com. We'll tell you more about that right after this. this Brand new website. It is. You like it too. A little paintbrush. We'll be back. (laughs) Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage and you can stream us online at davescornergarage.com. Got a great hour for you as usual. And uh, don't forget when you get a chance throughout the show, Go to the website and you can win part of the Crown Christmas Holiday Bundle. Yeah, we're giving away floor mats, crowns, and four Salem tires for your light car or truck. And we should give a little shout out to everybody at Salem Tires. We picked up our tires, and yes, we paid for them, uh, <laughs> and a great deal. But it, great group of guys up there, and they were just going out crazy. There was one guy we met who's a listener. His name is what was it Sav? Mr. Vass. Mr. Vass, yeah. who's Hungarian, Kuznam Sapen. 
And uh, he's a singer, so he had his Tiguan out there getting his tires. Great guy. Good morning, Mr. Schmidt. How are you? Well, good morning. How are you doing? So a tow truck driver got nailed by a trucker or something? It was four times? Yeah, that was pretty scary. That was uh, just over the weekend, and uh, he wasn't hurt, fortunately. He was outside of his uh, vehicle, but a uh, tow truck on the side of the road helping someone who was broken down was uh, getting assisted. A tow truck had their amber lights flashing. All of a sudden, from behind, his car slams into the back end uh, and continues going down the road, all damaged. Wow. Uh, witnesses followed him, and we finally got uh, got up beside him, trying to stop him. He refused to stop. He was going along, just kind of the speed limit, just kind of all over the road, smashed into the, one of our police cars as well, uh, refusing to stop. And we finally got him boxed in and got him out. Uh, but this guy, just about four times the legal limit, and this happened at, I think, just around 10 o'clock in the evening. So he obviously is drinking all day. Unbelievable. So what happens now? We're going to have marijuana involved in, 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 in driving pretty soon. It's in July. So the guy's high on marijuana and drunk. What do you do? What charges oh, are you going to lay? <laughs> well, do you know what? Uh, see, marijuana or alcohol or any kind of drug, it doesn't matter what you're impaired by. If you're impaired, that's the criminal offense. Uh-huh. So you can be impaired by a combination of everything or just by one uh, one item. And uh, the criminal charge is the same. It's impaired driving, and uh, you will uh, be arrested, be charged, you will have license suspensions, vehicle impoundment, and then you'll have your day in court. Explain to the judge why you put everyone at risk, and uh, hopefully there'll be a conviction registered, and uh, you won't be driving for a period of Well, that's what we don't want to see. People don't realize the secondary punishment is that your insurance company will charge you through the you know to the moon. I heard oh. numbers like twenty thousand, twenty five thousand a year to get insurance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot more costs uh, to uh, getting charged for impaired driving than just uh, on the side of the road when you realize that now your yeah. your car is going to get towed. This can live with you for a long time. Criminal record is attached to you. You may not be able to cross the border. You may lose your job. Uh, you may have an interlocked device when you ever do get your license back, and uh, hopefully you haven't hurt or killed somebody. Yeah, that was an issue when you were fixing cars. We had to blow into that thing so that we could drive the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People don't realize that when you have an interlocked device, there's actually a, a hose, and you got to blow into it. And if you're you're clean, then the car will start. Yeah, that's right. Right. So yeah. these guys dropped these cars off, and we had to we had to pull a, a straw to see who was going to blow. <laughs> So you know, that makes you feel good that you were at least you were sober when you're fixing the cars as well. Yeah, so yeah. If, if it would have shut you down, then I would have had a little more concerns about this. Yeah, the bill goes up. Because yeah. <laughs> you're just a little bit taller than Dave, Gary. Just a, just a tad. So, is, what's going on with the with the holiday season coming up? Uh, have you got any special programs yeah, that are coming you know up what, with the OPP? Week, yeah, next week we're kicking off our festive ride campaign. And again, talking about impaired driving, we don't just do ride checks. So if, if if you get pulled over, what are we getting? Scrapers or coupons? Well, you know what? There, yeah, we, we might have a little bag for you as long as you're sober. If you're not sober, you're going to get uh, a pair of shiny handcuffs, <laughs> and you, you'll get a, a police car ride back to the station. So uh, it, it depends. We, we have something for everybody, uh, but you want to be on the good side. You want to be on the on the nice list, not that long list. That's, uh, 
myself is hosting on my Twitter account when someone gets uh, busted for uh, impaired driving. Well, to get to my house, I have to cross the bridge on Bathurst Street. And mm-hmm. I'm driving down there, and it looks serious like a really bad accident. So I spin around, and I go down another street. Don't the guy, doesn't the guy chase me and pull me over? And he goes, why did you avoid the, uh, the ride check? And I go, no, there was an accident. So he sticks his head, and he goes, okay, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you weren't drinking. Nope. Nope. And that's what we need. We just we want people to uh, call. If they see a suspected impaired driver, you can call 911. You can call star OPP on your cell phone. And you are allowed to make that call if you're the only person. Breaking up a bit there. Thank you so much, Kerry. Good luck out there. Hey, have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Okay, okay thank Kerry. you. And as always, you can meet Kerry at the side of the road on any 400 series highway. He'd be glad to talk to you. We're going to tell you more <laughs> about uh, things as we get into the festive season, <laughs> yeah. including how you can save money by getting tickets early with a Toronto Auto Show. And coming up in about 10 minutes' time, we're going to be talking for information for you when you're buying a car, don't get into debt with the CEO of OMVIC, John Carmichael, coming up at around uh, the bottom of the hour. And we'll get to the phones right after this quick break, and we're going to talk about power steering on a Hyundai. Dave's Corner Garage will be right back. Stick it, around. It is Hyundai, you know, not Hyundai. Hyundai! <laughs> Baby, you can ride my car. Yeah, where'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, a couple of things before we get started. Uh, number one is we're giving away tickets today to the uh, show called the 25th something anniversary of a spelling bee at Hart House. Hart House is named after Hart Macy. You know, Macy, uh, the guy who was the actor, was an also... Uh... See? Anyways, uh, if you want tickets to see that, it goes to the 25th of the month. Just leave us your name and phone number, and I'll make sure that you can pick up the tickets at the Will Call Desk. Let's go to the phone. we got um, a power steering problem with a Hyundai. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? You know what? Any day you wake up is obviously a great day. I do agree with you, sir. <laughs> Love your show. Thank you. I have a, an issue with my 208 SUV Hyundai. Uh, it's whining in the morning, the power steering. Yep. So I had the fluid change this week, only when it's cold. And it's better, but there's still a slight whine. Uh, is there anything I should, um, can I live with it? Or is Yeah, there good, a good question. How many miles are on it? 124,000 kilometers. It's kind of early for the pump to go, but what it is is the pump is actually starting to fail. Yeah. Uh, so we have, when it fails, it actually has cavitation inside the, the pump itself, so it makes air bubbles, and that's the noise you're hearing. There, okay. There is a product from Lucas. Yeah, which, is there a conditioner right Yes, now? that's right. It's Lucas. Uh, it actually works. It's good stuff. Oh. It, it thickens the oil and prevents cavitation. And the bottom line is, before this thing will fail, it'll really start whining quite a bit. So you okay. reasonably be safe. But so the, try the try the conditioner first, yep. and then uh, take it from there. Yep. And um, oh. the, the reality is, if you change the fluid once, it wouldn't hurt to change it again, and then okay. add the conditioner. Okay. Alrighty. And how about how about my kids whining? Can you help me with that? <laughs> just kidding. And they're in their twenties. Yeah. Well, listen, mine are in their forties, and I still get it. It never okay. stops. <laughs> just buy them. Just buy them a couple nice bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be fine. Love your show. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. You know what I find out? Everybody gets colds because they send them to nursery school. No matter how many colds they got, the kids are going to nursery school. And I complained to my son and I said, look, you know what? I can't afford to get sick. Why can't you just wait until they, you know, it clears up? He goes, oh, no, no. It's good for the kids to go through that when they're young. They're petri dishes. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah I call them snuffleupagus. Like, you know, you've been driving around uh, the city for like the last week and a half especially and you're seeing a lot more people getting their winter tires on than I've ever seen, like, yeah. in, the last, in the last three or four four years. I think people are freaked out by it with those lovely rims that I'm going to have to get. Oh, the black ones? Yeah. But there's like a status symbol having a black Of course. So winter <laughs> tires. Listen, you got a chance to win them yep. along with some stuff from Crown and Salem Tire. Yep. So go on our website during the show or anytime during the week at uh, davescornergarage.com. You'll see the little button on there. Register. you got a chance to win a full set of tires for your car or light truck. Now, we have this uh, unique weather in Canada where it actually gets moist, freezes up, and then it, 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 it bottom line is you try to open your door, and the weather stripping is frozen to the door and you rip it off. So there was an article in the Post a couple of weeks ago talking about how to prevent this, and the reality is silicone. You go to the local tire store. It's or a clean story? Yeah, it's a great okay. So you better, and you buy silicone spray. Crown actually sells it, all right? And you spray the rubbers around the door and the locks with um, silicone, and you end up having the, the car is actually so loose that the, the rubber doesn't stick. Really? Yeah. So, so it doesn't it doesn't stick and it won't crack when it gets really cold as and well. And it won't pull open when you pull the door open. So that's good, if, especially after you have a car wash. Uh, yeah, that's why you always wash your car in the morning so it can warm during the day and the uh, uh, ice and everything that's formed up will actually sublimate. Because I always want to get the car washed. the word sublimate? Sublimate. And, yeah. And what was the other word you used that with, was with that color? That was four university. Was you know, it carnation? Mechanical engineering. What was it? Car- carnation was it with his, with his Hyundai? What was the word you used with him? Oh, I don't know. I'm, on, I'm on, the, on, the, on the edge of indecision. I see. I see. <laughs> but here is something else I should tell you. It's Hyundai. There actually was a guy named Hyundai, and he was building cranes back in Korea. That's right. And he has sold three cranes to South America, but nobody would ship them. So what he did was he built three ships, welded these cranes onto the ship, and took a chance. If the weather was good, he made it. If it wasn't good, he would lose his company. And he made it. He took a chance. And that's how Hyundai got started. Yeah, wealth of information. Yeah, he was one of the last guys to have a company actually named after him. What was his first name, Harry? Uh, it's always Kim. Kim? I thought it was Harry Hyundai. <laughs> but Ford was named after the company. Honda yeah, was named after sure. the company. And Hyundai is named after a starting man who started the company. Interesting. He's one of the few guys that did that. Cars, we want to give away some tickets as well. Uh, later on we will as we get into the wintertime. But if you want to get tickets for the auto show coming up, then you can get them online at autoshow.ca and you'll save... 25% off. 25. Yeah, it's a lot of money. That's... We're going to be talking with John Carmichael, yes. the CEO of Omvic. So yes. if you got a question about how much you should not get into debt, what you're looking for when you're buying a car, especially a used one, you need to tune in and call in with some questions. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And if you don't have a radio nearby or if you're driving in your car, you can tune in. And if you're in front of a computer or your phone, whatever, go to davescornergarage.com. We are streaming on the Internet. Yeah, you can see our beautiful faces. John Carmichael's on the phone, and John Carmichael has been in the car business for longer than I've been alive, I think. (laughs) Good morning, John. How are you? 
That's a different introduction than I've ever had before. <laughs> well, it was clean anyway. I always say older than my socks, but that's, <laughs> my wife's been cleaning the house. <laughs> good morning. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much. John is actually the CEO of OMVIC. Uh, you were one of the originators of OMVIC when it first started. Yeah, I would think we go back 20 years. I was the founding chair of the organization, and uh, we put together a group that believed in consumer protection and creating a better image, working with dealers to create a better image of professionalism. And uh, and uh, so I, I'm very proud of what we did back then, but it's a, it's a much bigger, stronger organization today mm-hmm. for sure. You were also a member of parliament. You had the uh, city, city Buick. You know, I still hear the commercials of Carmichael selling Buicks on, on the radio, on CFRB. Well, I remember those days. Anyways, um, we are talking an issue today which was coming up in the CBC about people being in the ditch in their car purchases. So let's talk yeah. about that. Well, the uh, as you know, the the show um, was a mystery shop done of a number of dealerships and uh, focused primarily on uh, long term financing, uh, eighty four ninety six month financing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big issue there is that uh, the bulk of those contracts never uh, reach maturity or never reach fruition. They uh, the people that buy on those uh, on those long-term contracts generally are short-terming at 48 or 60 months, and they find that the the debt on the car or the outstanding loan on the car is usually greater than the than the value of the vehicle on trade. Right. And so the problem is they're going to have to find a way to pay for those extra uh, those extra that extra debt. And generally speaking, that's rolled into the next transaction, and that's my worry. So the people will be owing something like a forty or fifty thousand dollars on a car that's actually worth mid thirties. Absolutely, it's it's not unusual, and it's um, it it uh, it just puts people into a uh, type of bondage of debt that uh, is hard to get out of, and uh, will take uh, many many years. And and the cycle is um, is one that started about. In, in earnest, about five years ago, prior to that, uh, finance terms were generally 48 months uh, at the outside, some 60, but generally 48 months. Today, to see 84, 96-month uh, terms is shocking, and uh, and so uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of discussion with the banks and finance organizations how they can allow that uh, that to transpire. It's part of the problem that people are overreaching and and trying to live a lifestyle that they really haven't earned. I mean, it was I was in my mid 30s before I ever bought a new car and that was a truck so I could work. Well, you know, that's a great comment and um I I think you're absolutely right. Uh, people go into a car dealership to find that car that's going to fill the void or do what they need to be needs to be done getting them to work or getting the kids to school or whatever it might be. And they see that shiny, sparkling new car that mm-hmm. uh, is a reach on what they had originally planned and budgeted for. And they, they, uh, they, can, get, uh, they can get locked into a, a more car than, than what they can truly afford. And that's where the long-term financing comes into play because um, many of those transactions are sold on the basis of payments. Right. The cars have gotten so expensive that, you know, I saw ads this morning for Honda and it was weekly. It was $89 a week and $69 a week. And, you know, it it's, it starts, you know, it, what's the word I'm looking for is it's competing with the grocery bill. Well, it is. And it sounds affordable. But when you start to add up all the costs and do it on a monthly basis and the long term commitment on that, 
it's substantial and uh, and it can be a trap that uh, we urge consumers to be fully informed before they sign that final document. John, like as a consumer, when you go into a, a new car dealership, and they're all very accredited, but they all have they've got budgets to hit. These guys and, and ladies who are salespeople there, we understand that. But if as a consumer listening to you, to you right now, when you're sitting down and you got the shakes and the sweats going on, there's <laughs> only so much you can really ask. You want that car? Give me an idea of maybe two questions that you should be asking as a consumer to that person who's trying to sell you a car behind the desk to to avoid debt. Sorry? To avoid debt. Yeah, and that that really is the big issue. Um, I think the uh, number one question is how long is the the contract and how do I get out of it? If if you watched that show last night, you heard the sales rep said, oh, we'll buy out the lien. We'll take you out of that car in 36, 48 months. When you're done with it, we'll get you out of it. And um, the question is, so, okay, what happens to that debt? Where does it go? And it doesn't go away. It, somebody's paying for that, and it's you, the consumer. Mm-hmm. When you've signed that long-term contract, you own the, uh, the completion of that debt. You've got, to get, you've got to pay it off. So I, I think uh, the couple of things consumers should be aware of on the way in is, how long do I need the car? How far am I going to go in a year? Uh, what's what's my weekly, daily driving habit look like so that I know what kind of mileage I'm going to put on the car. So if after um, 36 months I happen to have 200,000 kilometers on the vehicle, I've depreciated that car substantially yes. on the trade market. And I think those types of questions have to be asked at the outset. But again, um, thinking about that car three, four, five years out, if, if my needs are going to change, and I happen to have been talking to uh, a young lady this week uh, in, who came into our office who was driving a two-door vehicle, a very small two-door uh, vehicle, and was pregnant, about to have her baby and expand her family, she needs a bigger set of wheels today, but that, that vehicle she's driving today is going to be a problem because she has to find her way out of it. So if your lifestyle is going to change, you're going to put more kilometers on the car. Uh, you're going to depreciate that car faster. You've really got to take, I think, a, a level set at that and a look at that and, and determine really what, what type of usage am I going to make in that vehicle. And then the other thing is all the extra options that come on vehicles. And now most vehicles today are very well equipped. But do I need all the bells and whistles? And if I, yep. if I am encouraged to step up to the next model of, a little bit shinier and uh, sparkling a little bit brighter. Uh, do I really need to go there? And so, Dave, to your point, or Steve, I'm not sure who said it, but maybe maybe I'm not ready for that new car if I'm running on a tight budget and there's some uncertainty in my life ahead. Um, is my job stable? Can I really afford this car? Maybe I have to take a step back and think maybe a used car, a good used car, that's safe and going to get do the job for me is is uh, all that I really require right Great. now. Great. Thanks, John. Listen, we're running out of time, but for anybody who is really want to delve into what you should be looking for when you're buying a car, go to Omvic's website, uh, omvic.on.ca. John, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, gentlemen. All Thank right. you so much. We'll, we're going to have you on the air with us uh, in a couple of weeks. Great. We'll, to it. we'll take you. your questions about buying a car and what to do with the car you have right now. Uh, Dave's Corner Garage, we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. 
And we're with you till uh, the top of the hour, taking your calls right now. And who we have? We have Mr. We have Frank from Another Hyundai. Okay, but one thing I wanted to bring up uh, to finish our conversation with John. Uh, If you go to Omvic, they're going to tell you the following tips. When you're talking about your trade in value, consult the Black Book, which is on free online. It's on Blackbook, CanadianBlackbook.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, go there and find out what your car is worth. There's another site called vmrcanada.ca. You go there and find out what your car is worth. Secondly, get an appraisal from another dealer. So when you walk in, there's no sticker shock. You understand what your car's value is. And if you feel you're not getting enough money, haggle. All right. The third one is make sure that you understand how much there is in reconditioning costs, i.e., does it need brakes? Does it need tires? Because all this stuff, if it's necessary, the dealer will take that off the, the appraised value. All right? Knowing the condition that your car is in is more important when you're trying to get the value for it. And remember, when you trade it in, you get a, an HST credit. Especially this time of the year with all the new 18s that are coming out. That's so right. it's like, do I get a new one? Well, do I hang on to this one? Here's the situation. There's a lot of 17s still in stock. And I saw ads for 16s still in stock. So there you, you can get a brand new car, but it's not the current model, but it's still a brand new car. Yeah, right? but it's the hook of the smell of a new car. I know. And that's, that's, the, that's what and the, the business is And the other thing is if you're in business, I just learned, you know, I always bought my cars. This is the first time that I've leased a car, and I realized now I can write the mileage off. So I get mileage on my own car, and I get to write it off, and so it costs me less. What an entrepreneur. Anyways, I'm learning. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Frank is on the line. Uh, he has a shake, rattle, and roll. This is the right station for that. Frank, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. Yes, my car is a 2015 Hyundai Elantra SE. Yep. Um, I have currently about 34,000 kilometers on it, and about... When I was just reaching about 33,000 kilometers, I noticed that when I'm driving um, and I get to, say, a stoplight or a stop sign and I'm holding the brake pedal down, I noticed there's like this shimmer and you feel it a little bit in your butt. You could feel it some days, maybe a little bit in in your foot as your feet are on the floor panel. But it's not violent. It's not, you know, very alarming. But it's a little bit concerning because you don't expect to hear, feel that. Okay, got a couple and, questions for you. Yeah. Uh, first off, when it's sta- sitting at a light, how fast is it idling? It's it, it's you know just under like eight hundred five six five oh. to seven hundred as it yeah. should I believe it should be eight hundred plus or minus a hundred yeah it, it's not wiggling the throttle is is constant Ste- okay. so it should, it's under a thousand no All right. problem second question is do you have the defroster on no oh do, do no. you have whether, the air conditioning whether the, on? whether the AC the defrost or any electronics is on or plugged in nothing like there's no extra drain from the battery okay. no and the third question is have you hit anything like bumped over no. a curb and hit something underneath i'm proud to say i don't even have curb rash on my <laughs> rim yet. you know i i i been, i've been lucky that i've been taking care of it yeah, I that's a first curb maintenance curb rash that's what actually was called yeah well, it's, yeah. it's curb rash. My wife is good at curb rash. <laughs> Most Torontonians. It's called driving, parking by Braille. <laughs> I see. The old bump and we call it a bump and run. Anyways, okay. So here's the reality: you, if if you have this sort of vibration and all those things that you're saying are are correct, then you may have a motor mount that is failing. 
All right. It, it could be you first off you got to put your car on the rack and you'll have to check all the rubbers that support the exhaust system and the rubbers that's actually support the engine. And uh-huh. somebody can actually find that pretty easily to see where this vibration is coming from. All right. It may actually be normal with the car aging, but it may also be that one of the support systems is failing. I did go to a Hyundai dealership and get one of their service techs. Yeah. He seemed a little young. Uh, to give, give me a little, like, to go along for a little ride. Yes. And I took him for a ride. He actually jumped in the car, drove it himself. And he said, you know, that little shake, he felt it. He said, you know, for a four-cylinder, that's normal. It could and be. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't. It's only 34,000 kilometers on it. Yep. I know I didn't hit anything. Okay. So, I, so here's where we're going to go with this. First off, to go back and talk to the service manager and have them make an appointment with the DSM, which is the district service manager. All right? So they'll come down from the factory and they'll drive your car. You'll have to probably make an appointment and, and wait for him. Let okay. them have a look at it and you can you can take it to the next level. The level right, after right. that, if, if you're not satisfied and you still feel you have a problem, you go on a site called CAMVAP. All right? C-A-M-V-A-P. It's an actual arbitration way, uh, source, and whatever they decide, both both parties have to agree to it. But that's really at the end of, of, of the of the of the uh, suspected engine mounts or exhaust yep, fittings. Yep, yep. If not that, go to the DSM. Yep. If not that, go to the yep. car van. My my advice: just go to Florida. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your call. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Listen, if you've missed any of the episodes of uh, Dave's Corner Garage, go to our website. You can download our podcast. Just go to davescornergarage.com and listen to shows from days Enter gone the by. Contest. Hey, of course, we're well, giving stuff away. One thing at a time. One of the stuff we're giving away. More calls to the top of the hour, so look around and we'll take your calls about anything, maybe other than Hyundai. You know, I found these pants in the closet. Let's not go there. It's amazing how your clothes this shrink. This is being streamed. My Put clothes on... shrinking. Let's over. go to Walmart again. <laughs> we are here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Merrily, merrily, merrily down the road we go. All these Santa Claus parades are coming up everywhere. Yes, I like Santa Claus parades. Do you? Yeah, I used to freeze. You can pass for Santa Claus, you know. We used to freeze our tuchuses out there <laughs> for the guy to go by. It and- used to be colder, though, on Santa Claus Day parades. It was cold. Yeah. We stick the kids down on uh, University Avenue. You'd be like, you know, minus five and snowing. Now it's like, uh, excuse me, my go dad, golfing today. My dad had a showroom at Christie and Bloor, and we would be sitting inside watching the parade. Right. What a suck you there were. There were guys that said on the roof, but we didn't say anything. You didn't bring any coffee in this morning, did you? No, I'm drinking Coke. Uh, all right, just tell you something quickly. Uh, we're going to talk about a little tire information. Uh, three things you should be looking at, which is one, check the tire pressure, especially as the weather is getting colder now. You're going to find the pressure is going to drop as the air inside the tire. And when it's wet, tracks. like it is today, and it yeah. goes down to minus two. <whistles> Secondly, check the tread depth. You should take a coin. If you stick it in there, you should just see the queen's head. Now there are so many 30 seconds of tread. Where do you find queen, the queen's head? Yeah. They have Lincoln's head, but I got the queen's head. <laughs> <laughs> how far? No, seriously. How far do you, do you stick just, the queen down? Just be the top of the head. You can still see. Okay. If, you, if the top of the head is if, is inside the rubber uh, hole. There's a line there, but we'll leave that for Gelman okay, when he comes back. Okay, access the overall condition of your tires. Make sure they're not cracked because, as I always say, the side of the road is not the best place to meet people. And we should say hi once again to, what was his name uh, we met at Salem Tire oh, the Depot? Oh, Mr. Vass. We were picking up our tires, Vass. and this guy walks up, are you 
Dave Redinger? And I'm going, nope. <laughs> he was driving. It's the new. He was driving the new Tiguan. The Tiguan, yeah. And uh, he, he sings too, which is great. It was a nice guy. The guys are nice all guy. laughing at him too. Going, it's snowing out here. We're on the phones uh, with um, uh, Robert and Scarborough. As soon as he can flip us over, Robert. Good morning. You're asking a question about timing belts. Uh, yes, good morning, John. How are you this morning? Very good. How are you? Very well, actually. It's a lovely morning. Oh, sure it and is. And your wife's not here telling me I'm wrong. Oh, <laughs> well, I find every morning I wake up is great, regardless of whether or not the sun shines. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in your park. I'm in yeah. your ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, gentlemen, I have a, a 2008 Nissan Altima SL. And I've been um, uh, inquiring about the timing belt. And I've kind of read the, I shouldn't say kind of, I've read the owner's uh, manual. And it looks to me like it's a rubber timing belt. And if that's the case, I've been advised I should have um, have it uh, replaced around 110,000 clicks. Yep. And I've got about 106,000 clicks on the car now. Okay. So, is First that off, correct? Or, yes, or, it is. It's correct. Oh. It's it's actually I think five years, or in our case, 150,000 kilometers in Honda. But oh. but I'll tell you the reality is I've never seen one actually break. Right. Uh, I had a, a well, I since I had a friend of mine up the street. His uh, he had an old uh, Toyota Tercel, and it broke. Yes, but that was quite a few years. That's correct. The new ones are, are are a lot more robust, mm-hmm. and I've seen the teeth strip, but I've never seen the belt actually break. Break. All right. Oh, okay. um, the reason they they want to change this is because some of these engines are what's called an interference engine. Which means if the if the top camshaft stopped turning, the piston would hit the top of the valves and bend them. Wow! And that you'd lose the motor. Oh yeah, the okay, motor would be gone. <laughs> All right, there are cars out there like like the Chrysler three point six, which is not an interference engine. So oh. if the belt broke, for instance, nothing would happen. Happen. Oh, All right. Wow. So you're going to have to. If the timing belts should be changed, yes, definitely. Some of these also need a water pump at the same time because the pump is being operated by the belt, depending on the design. Mm-hmm. So whatever they tell, they come with a kit. The uh, oh. manufacturer supplies a kit, a kit yeah. with all the bearings, all the pumps, everything that you need to do the job. But wow. it's not cheap. It'll probably be probably about seven or eight hundred dollars. No, that's what I reckon. That's what I've been told. Yeah. That. Merry because Christmas. I take it to my mechanic around the corner. Yeah. And he's a typical, uh, what I call a, a real grease monkey. <laughs> but he's good. He's really it is, good. There's less and less of us, i got to oh, be honest exactly. with you. Oh, exactly. That's the sad part. Yeah. We were talking about that this morning in the green room. It was, you say, the age of entitlement is coming. Age of entitlement? <laughs> and, what uh, do you mean, coming? It's here. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's the, it's the age of acquisition, too, where they yeah, are, there's a different sure. demographic that want to buy a car yeah. and, other, and other good stuff. So uh, trust your mechanic, right? Do. All I right. have, and I believe in preventive maintenance. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for calling so in you, and having a good weekend. Did you buy this thing new? And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the Santa Claus parade tomorrow. Yeah. There, <laughs> especially if you're driving in a '64 uh, th- uh, Thunderbird. Is that what you got? No, but that's I'd love to have. Oh, <laughs> I, I I love that one with the dash. Dave will talk right. to Santa for you. Yeah. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, you'd be a good <laughs> boy. You, All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. you know what's interesting is that's a, an 08 car. It's about 12 years old or 10 years old. And it's still running well and working properly. Well, if you take care of it, right? Like at anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it never used to be. A 10-year-old car was garbage. Now, they're just in a second lifetime. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Another Ultima, bearing issues. We have Mike from Toronto. Mike, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I have uh, an 06 Ultima, but I picked it up in March 07, brand new. And uh, it, it's, the last four or five months, it started making a humming sound. You know, I suspect it could be the tire. Uh, because I had one of the tires replaced uh, last 
spring, and uh, it wasn't the same brand, but it's just making a humming sound. I don't, okay. I don't think it's the bearings, because I had a bearing problem about 30 years ago in another car, and it made a real, a real sound like you're on a railway track, you know, okay. especially when you turn left or whatever. Yeah. Couple what of things. Expect it could be. Okay. Couple of things. First off, if it's if it is a bearing, you're going to drive down a quiet road and slightly move the steering from side to side. Mm-hmm. And if the noise changes and pitch, so it gets louder when you're pulling it to the left, or louder pulling it to the right. And normally, when you're driving straight, you don't hear it as much. That's a bearing. Okay, so that's that's how you'd understand that problem. If your brake pedal is a little bit low, that could be a bearing too because the bearing won't allow the rotor to center and it pushes the pads back and you end up with a low brake pedal. So the best thing here is take it to a, a tech and get him to have a look at it. If he can't identify it, they'll put it on the hoist and they'll use like a stethoscope, the same as a doctor does, and he listens to each one of the wheels as they spin it to see if it's a problem. And they usually just do it for nothing because they want to get to work. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You have a fantastic show. Thank you, sir. And good luck. Thank you know you what? Bye. You had this 07 in 06. You've had it for like 12 I years. In 07, in, in February. Amazing. Good for you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. And we still have time to take your calls, so uh, give us a call. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and you can listen to us online at davescornergarage.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, and Alan will be back in the uh, the harness. He's down in Florida checking out a race today, so yeah, he says. Yeah, good for him. He needs a break. <laughs> I need a break, too. Bye. Okay. I'm uh, going to give a couple of news items. First off, the uh, Pope got a Lamborghini as a gift. Lamborghini, read sports car, read expensive, done in white and golden yellow, which are the colors of the... Um, uh, is what's, it was the Vatican. The yeah, I guess so, sure. Yeah. The Vatican City flag is, is white gold. So what's the Pope doing with a, with a Lamborghini worth half a million dollars? Well, they're going to auction it off at Sotheby's, uh, and all the money is going to go to charity. But the picture, the car, you know the little Pope mobile he had? The, the little Fiat? Yeah, yeah. He was scooting around the States yeah. and the little Fiat 500? They got 82 grand for that car. So what do you think he's going to get for the Lamborghini? Uh, I bet you six figures. Really? So if it sells like this, right, and it's with the Pope, God bless him, uh, does he pay tax on it? I guess because it goes to charity? No. Or to, it goes up there. He is the guy. It goes up there. Who's going to argue with him? Not everybody. Don't lowball the guy. Anyway, so that's going to be at Sotheby's auction. I thought that was fascinating. Uh, Last night, they introduced two new vehicles from Tesla. Yeah, sweet cars. Right? One of them is this little sports car, which is only $250,000. And they, you could buy it with 5000 down, and you're going to be promised delivery. <laughs> the reason I laugh at that is because the 3 still hasn't hit production zone. It's just done a few drabs of, the, of, of cars. I'm but, seeing quite a few Teslas around town, though. Yeah, you do. But the, the 3, which is supposed to be the model to make the company work, uh, they just can't get it produced fast. I sat inside with the, uh, the Tesla SUV a few weeks ago. Yeah. That is a nice beast. And they're also producing a truck called a Semi. Uh, and believe it or not, Walmart has bought some of it. Uh, Hunt Brothers uh, Trucking has bought some of it. Uh, they're saying electric trucks may be the future with automated driving. Well, they also. just started testing the trucks uh, yeah. with Tesla in, in California last week. They're talking in about... In the desert. And who are they going to hit in the desert? 
Uh, Jackrabbits. I true. saw Jackrabbits. They got amazing. They got these giant ears. <laughs> they pop it up all over the place. Here, you cut, go, cut down on your meds, all right? They're going too high on you. <laughs> no, we went, we went to this um, winery, <laughs> right? My wife wants to do wine tasting. After six visits, she was, you know, it was, easy, she, easy. she was very happy. Yes, good. It's good to be happy. <laughs> anyway, so this one guy has a winery. It's just a barn. It doesn't even grow anything. He just Beautiful. buys the grapes. And, so you had a few drinks and you saw bunnies. Jackrabbits everywhere. Good. Good for them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, NAFTA is being discussed with the Americans, obviously. They're looking for 50% or more American content in their cars. So um, we were doing that. Uh, then we're going to be talking about uh, the press conference from Tesla, which they're saying is what's called a fake company. It never actually makes money. The reality is they never pay any dividends. But what they do is the value of the stock is where you're going to make your money. And the, him and, and uh, Amazon, for instance, same thing. They never pay dividends. It's just the value of the stock is where they expect it. So how many cars you figure that are on the road right now in, in North America, Tesla's alone? How many have they pre-sold uh, that are actually out there? In reality, it's probably 30,000. That's still pretty good. Yeah. But they you basically in the, in the urban areas. Like, I, I can't see a, a farmer or somebody in, up north. Tes- Tesla tractors. That's probably in the works. Wouldn't that be nice? Right, that's probably in the works. The guy's a real visionary, he really is. And lastly, Volkswagen, the new Volkswagen, who is now, after the diesel scandal, the cleanest car company in the world, is going to spend $40 billion, that's with a B, on electrified cars, autonomous driving cars, and mobility services. So it looks like they're trying to put it behind them. It's like, uh, what's all about this sexual harassment? So Volkswagen, I haven't heard about that. Is that a new story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Everybody's so sexually harassed. Let's leave Except it there. Except me. I don't know what happened. I'm going to sue them for not harassing Listen, them. we want to thank uh, John Carmichael, the CEO of Omnic, yeah. for calling in. It's a big deal right now with getting into debt or staying away from it when you're looking to buy a car. So if you're looking at leasing a car, yeah. next week we want to take your calls in and listen to it because uh, Jim Matthews, the CEO of Lease Specials, will be in town. And he'll be sitting here taking your questions. That's why we call it being in the ditch. Anyways, go to our site. Make sure you enter the contest. In a couple of weeks, we start handing out. Arrivederci. Molte lavore, niente bagare. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 